This is OPI Talk, the voice of the business products industry. Hello everybody and welcome to this episode of OPI Talk with me, Andy Braithwaite. And today I'm delighted to welcome Jeff Betts of Stuart Superior, who was recently presented with the Industry Achievement Award at the 2022 European Office Products Awards in Amsterdam. Welcome back to OPI Talk, Jeff, and many congratulations on your award. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Andy. I'm going to say thank you about three times. I keep saying thank you to everybody. I'm just (laughs) overwhelmed by the response on uh, on social media. It's been uh, quite phenomenal and and other people contacting me. And uh, uh, yeah, without question, the pinnacle of of a very long career. So, uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, I was was going to my first question was going to be to ask you for your your reaction about winning the award. I think you've partly answered that, but uh... It's a bit like it's a bit like somebody scoring a hat trick at the goal, and then the, the commentator at the end stuffs a microphone in front of them and goes, "How did you feel?" You go, "Well, I, I was I was absolutely overwhelmed by the by the whole evening and the occasion. Uh, something that uh, you know, it's 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 a it's a very much a, a rare privilege to have something like that happen to you in your life. Uh, and you you know, you get up every day and, and you work hard." To, uh, and then somebody at the end recognizes the efforts that you put in for the industry, and uh, yeah. it's uh, yeah. yeah, I'm uh, I'm extremely humbled yeah. by the uh, by the whole experience. Sure. But yeah, wonderful. And it goes to show you don't have to be from a you know, huge international company to to do well or to or to be recognised. I think uh, I think you you'll recognise you you're not as big as some of the some of the large brands that that we have in our industry. Uh, I, I won't mention them by name, yeah. but people people will know who they are. But uh, You've been able to, I'm not sure if standing toe-to-toe with them would be the right right expression, but you've certainly been able to to make your mark and, and be successful as a, as a small business. Actually, funny enough, I said that to somebody this morning. I said, it, 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 it's, I'm probably one of the first, if not the first company or individual to come from a, from a small company. Uh, and, and win an award of this of this stature, and that in itself is is you know is a huge huge achievement, and uh, it gives it, I hope gives everybody hope that you know you can if you work hard and you you do your job properly, then then you can get recognised and uh, mm. um, in this way. Um, I'm again, you know, how many times am I going to say this in this interview? But I am deep. I'm really thrilled by this, and uh, it means an enormous amount to me and the company really to to, to have won this. So yeah. Yeah, but yeah, no, I, I take your point. I take your point completely. Yeah, yeah. You, you mentioned hard work, and of course, it, it, it takes hard work. But, but what else would you would you say were factors in your success? Um, I, I'm an I'm an I'm an individual by nature who is an enthusiast for life. I believe in putting something back uh, into society and into the industry. Uh, always have done. If I'm taking out, being able to take out and live a good life. Then I should be able to put something back. So I've done that from from the day I entered the industry. I was on the rubber stamp manufacturers trade association for 15 years. I was, you know, then I joined the boss board. I was president of the Society of Old Friends in the industry in the UK. Uh, you know, I've been president. I was chairman of manufacturers for for seven years, and so I've, I've always been putting something back at the same time as as trying to, you know, just just generally help people, encourage people, 
have a smile on my face again as I as I finished my speech the other night. I said, "Smile, and the world smiles with you." Uh, I've always been a big believer in that, and and yeah, so I've, that, that's that. I hope has has at least been part of the reason why somebody might might decide to recognise me. Mm, okay, good. What have been some of your proudest moments or your greatest successes at Stuart Superior? I, I think I think first of all, I think when I uh, when I look back on, on what we've actually come through, it's it's uh, and what we've seen happen to the industry. You know, as I said, the said again, we've had mergers, acquisitions, administrations. You know, wars, pandemics. We've had uh, banking crises, and and really to to still be sitting here with with my company intact. You know, and, and in a very difficult period now, I have to say, you know, we're, we're, we're facing very challenging period, but but we're still here and we're still going uh, and we're still growing, which is which is encouraging. I think the, my proudest moment, I always said prior to the other night was winning the the Lifetime Achievement Award at the Boss Awards dinner in the UK at, uh, in night 2013. Um, and then to to win this is is uh, you know just uh, would be the pinnacle of anybody's career. So mm. that's uh, and as I said the other night, credit to OPI that this 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 award is 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 the recognised as the is the ultimate award in the industry in Europe. So you know credit to OPI for actually getting getting themselves in a position where they're able to uh, to to offer something of that of that stature. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. When you look at Stuart Superior today, compared with let's say tw- twenty years ago, how, how have you managed to to change the business and, I guess, keep up with 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 trends since since then? Well, I think I think there's a number of reasons or a number of number of ways we've done that. Um, first of all, is I, I attend OPI conferences, and I'm not just sort of you know blowing smoke. I think the um, that's where you you learn a lot and you listen to people and you meet people networking joining these conversations reading reading the news I mean I read the newspaper religiously every morning uh, to, just to see where where trends are going um, I, I follow what is happening in the marketplace and then you just try to stay on trend really um, you know if you're looking at now we're looking at the home market well we, let's try and find products that are suitable for the home market. You know, we developed a product overnight when COVID struck, which which was very successful during that period. It's always just staying on trend and, and making sure that also that people recognize that the product that you're presenting in front of them, you would know something about. You know, it's not I, I wouldn't start trying to sell the next, you know, the next computer, because everybody will look at me and go, Jeff. You- Give us a break. But in, in terms of in terms of bringing out something for the for the home office that could go on a desk, then that's what they'd expect me to bring out. So um, you know, always always do that, and uh, that that in itself, I think, uh, is uh, is is the reason one of the reasons why we're still here. Okay, now we were we were in Amsterdam for the for the awards recently, the the first time they've been held in person for for a couple of years, and I, I guess. Uh, the first time that you've seen seen many of many of your clients and, and contacts and, and friends in the industry for 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 a couple of years, certainly within in the European context. I know there've been some events in the UK, but how 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 did it feel to be back at, back in Amsterdam uh, with a uh, you know 150 people or so? It was awesome. I mean, I just I I, I 
I'm a very much a people's person. So you stick me in a room for 12 months and tell me I can't go out. You know, I start to get a bit stir crazy. I need to be out in front of people, talking to people, socializing, you know, networking. That's, that's, that's what I enjoy doing. So it was, it was fantastic to be back. Fantastic to see so many friends and friends and colleagues from the industry again, you know, it's um, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was a, it was a special occasion. And I think everybody recognized that as well. It was just great to be back out and doing yeah, something. Yeah. No, so, it was a really nice atmosphere, wasn't it? It was, it was yeah. a great atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was a great atmosphere. Yeah. Again, in your acceptance speech, you talked about that your personal relationship side of things and how, how that's been important. When you kind of look at maybe some of your fastest growing clients now and look towards the future a bit. Are, are these personal relationships as important? Uh, you know, let's, let's take Amazon, for, for example. Every, everyone talks about them. I'm not sure to what extent you're able to have a personal relationship with them or you know, meet one of their, one of their purchases uh, at a, in a bar and have, have a beer together or whether you, know, you end up being, being an algorithm <laughs> and that's the way that uh, your business is done. Any, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I, again, um, I sat wherever we were, somewhere in Europe, on a, on a rooftop and uh, you had a gentleman by the name of Tawir from Amazon at the OPI conference that year. And from, from meeting Tawir at that conference, I was then able to establish a business with Amazon that, that uh, we are suggested to us that we then worked mm. through a company. Uh, so uh, whilst I don't have a, so that first of all, from, from an OPI perspective was, was a really great, mm. great, uh, great event. And, uh, but from that, we, we then work through a company now that handles Amazon for us. So the relationship I have is with that company but that company has a relationship with people at Amazon, and mm. uh, um, so yeah, I don't, I don't anymore have have you know, I'm not travelling into London or whatever to see Amazon or or, or to Germany or wherever we deal with them. But it's, um, but I do have a personal relationship with a company that looks after it. So yeah, I'm, I'm. So that's that's the Amazon side of it. With the with our other customers, yeah, I believe there there is a there is people will always deal with people, and you get you get a. If you trust an individual, then you will want to deal with them. And if you like an individual, you will want to deal with them. So, or you would at least, you know, give yourself an opportunity of dealing with them and working with them. So, um, you know, though I, I have many people in this industry that I've worked with for a number of years and know me. I met, I met a lot of people at this event who, for the first time, mm. who I liked and got on with. And I thought we had some, you know, some uh, connection in terms of just from a personal perspective. So uh, I hope that we're able to sort of then start working with them, seeing them, meeting them. And, and, and actually, the, things go round in circles, as we know. You know, what goes around comes around. And so when I go back into the 1990s and you used to meet people and have lunch with them and dinner with them and everything, and then all of a sudden, you know, we're all of a sudden we're not allowed to do that anymore. I feel that, I feel that is coming back because we, we realise through COVID the importance of human, human you know, connection. And um, so I feel I've, I just felt that, that I start feeling that's coming back. Yeah, we'll I'll meet you for lunch. Yes, let's go and do dinner because we need each other. You know, it's that 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 those days of those days of uh, no 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 we can't be seen to be you know to to possibly be having dinner with somebody who might be a supplier. Well, 
you know, over those dinners, a lot of ideas come out. You know, the more wine I have, generally, the more creative <laughs> I get. So you want to meet me at 11 o'clock to find me at my most creative at night. But um, you know what I mean, you know, yeah. but it's, it's, I think, I think, I hope, I hope that's coming because society relies on that sort of stuff. We don't, we don't need rules and regulations telling us how we should behave. Let's just meet together and for the good of our companies, let me stress yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. Good, good point. Now you were also in Amsterdam for the OPI partnership event and i don't want to make this this podcast a, a, a plug for, for opi but uh, i just wonder jeff how how did your discussions go with your uh, reseller customers or potential customers at, at partnership i think they went they went as well as one could expect i think we we've met certainly we met enough couple of new com- companies that we don't deal with which i thought was was went extremely well uh, one online, one a traditional reseller. Um, both of which, would, if we can, if we can create business with them, went well. Uh, our, our more traditional customer uh, came to see us, and we we can, you know, you get if you get forty five minutes with somebody, that's quite a long time. You don't necessarily want to bore them with with product. You just want to talk about strategy and where we're going and how we might be able to get there together mm. and set an agenda, which is what we did. So yeah, no, I'm I was. Well, I come always come out of these things with something. Always come out with something. That's yeah. the, what were that's the, the just out of interest? What were the main topics in the conversation? Obviously, you don't have to divulge specifics or anything. But what in general? What were what were you talking about? You know, things like you know, pricing and and inflation. Or were they the kind of the number two, number one and number two things? No, not really. Huh? We didn't we didn't really we didn't really touch on that. I t- I tell you what I think is happening in this industry, which I'm seeing, is that the because of the the size of the market reducing, the capability of resellers to be able to buy in the volumes that they used to own brand, for example, is is becoming harder. And because they don't they don't have the volume that they had 20 years ago. So unless unless you know you, you, you somehow you end up do, going through further consolidation. But if you take, for you know, take a, a large American reseller, shall we say, who doesn't have the presence that they did in Europe anymore, they don't, they don't have the volume. So there is, there is opportunities that that, or, or that is a challenge for them, that that we need to help them address. So that would be my my takeaway from from that meeting, and and one of the things that, uh, and I think that well, I think that is very very important. For, you know, obviously, it would be very important for these companies to be able to offer a range of products. And how are we going to actually achieve that? If they want to do private label, how do they achieve that? And that's something that we're trying to help them with. So mm. that's my that was my big topic of conversation, really. And that is a that is a that is a significant big issue for these for these guys. So let's see if we well, let's see what we can do. That's yeah. So that's that's what that's the job I've got. Okay, good. Now we talk about the new normal and how how things have changed. Because of COVID, any sense that in your conversations with with resellers that that things have changed, that they're looking at things from a, a different perspective, or well, I, I I certainly think the 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 private private equity moving out of our industry is helping. Let me say that. So uh, we're getting back to being slightly more entrepreneurial, okay. which is mm. which is also good. You know, I, I made the point in my speech that strong companies need strong suppliers. So you, it, there's no good beating us all up and beating us all to death. 
you know, because at the end of the day, that doesn't that we we've done that. You know, yeah. really, we've done that. We what we what we need now is to grow together and ensure that the industry stays as strong as it possibly can, as as we're seeing all these changes in the marketplace that are seriously affecting our industry. Okay. So we have we have challenges, and we need to work together. Yeah, we've heard all about these reseller conventions where they talk about you know, we want a win-win situation between us and the supplier but that was probably a little bit of smoke and mirrors and uh, they were probably still bashing you on on price are you seeing a, a change i am with certain companies yes i'm i'm i've always if i don't know if i can actually say this on air but i'm going to say it as i'm just now won my award <laughs> <laughs> You could say anything now, yeah. I'm going to say, the hell with it. Here we go. The um, I've I've watched um, large companies in our industry decline, uh, basically uh, on the back, as far as I'm concerned, of the introduction into the industry a culture of procurement. I I have not. I don't feel if if the art if whatever the question is, in my view, the answer is not procurement. It destroys. It destroys in, in initiative. It, it 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 destroys the motivation that the people that you're employing to 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 product select and choose product. It destroys their 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Like in, in incentive to to bring this thing to a to a conclusion positively, um, because suddenly the 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 capability of selecting the product is taken away from them and moved down the corridor to somebody in a dark room called procurement. I'm watching a very large company in our industry, one of the finest, currently go through this particular process at the moment to what I regard as their complete detriment. And I'm watching that, and I watch that now, which is which is extremely sad, because if we haven't learned the lesson now that this is, this is what is destroying companies, in my humble opinion, mm. then we're, we're never going to learn it. I don't know whether I explained that eloquently enough, but that's that is that's how I feel. So, but where were we? Where we perhaps are moving away from that culture back to the entrepreneurial side of merchandisers, giving them the power to do the job and the authority to do the job, and bring it to a positive conclusion. Then we're starting to see again light at the end of the tunnel. Mm. We had a few resellers at partnership who have a marketplace model. Some of them are pure marketplace models, and some of them are. I guess, for want of a better word, traditional resellers that have have adopted a marketplace model. Uh, how, how do you see that particular channel developing? I think I I had a meeting with a company at uh, <laughs> at uh, partnership this week that that was um, were talking to me about a whole new world, really, about how they how they're going to bring products to market and their 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 ideas going forward and. And I definitely want to get on board because it seems to me that 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 this whole the whole side of technology is just moving at such a pace. You you you've you just got to get on the ride. Um, I was down in South Africa um, in February and was and funny enough they're like they're like five or ten years behind us mm. in this world. And I was sort of sitting there talking to all these executives, and they're sitting there just with their mouths open, going, you know, really is this is this is what this is what's coming? And you go, oh, this is what's coming. And uh, it was it was a really fascinating experience actually to be in that situation. But going back to going back to to the to the online world in in the in the UK and Europe, 
I mean, the changes are just huge and uh, uh, we have to be on the right. And you, it is a competitive market. I get that. But I also look at certain companies that I'm working with, traditional companies who are doing a very fine job online. And we're seeing growth come through there. It may not be as big as Amazon, but I mean, you know, that's 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 pipe dreams. But at least we will have sizable companies in this in this business who still will have that direct relationship with the customer, but at the same time have a successful online business. I think you can you need both. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, I'm even somebody was even talking about catalogs. You know, that was that was a that was going to be uh, my uh, that was going to be my next question. But uh, I wonder how you feel about resellers and their annual catalogs. Well, you know, I, it, it, when I used to sit on the dinner tables in, of, of England in 1990 something, I would say to people, people say to me, what industry are you in? And I'm saying I'm in the office supplies industry. They go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, I, you know, people like, we supply people like Viking Direct. And everybody around the table went, oh, I know Viking Direct. And, you know, they, they pester me with, with catalogs all the time. <laughs> and, but, but you, and, and now, now, if I sit around the dinner tables of England and you go, I, I'm in office supplies, they go, who do, you, who do you supply? I still have to say people like Staples or WH Smith. Staples have gone, you know, from, a, from the high street. But you're still talking about Staples because that's, the, that's a name they'd recognise. Viking, Viking Direct, really, you'd still say Viking Direct and the older ones might go, oh, yeah, I know, because it's the catalogs. Once you, once you go online, you're on that page online. You know, you've got to come, you've got to, you're, in there, you're in the hands of the Philistines. You've got to, be, you've got to stand out from the crowd. Mm-hmm. And then that starts to get where it gets difficult. If, 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 Viking, if a Viking Direct catalog, even if it was five pages, still arrived on my desk once a week, you would look Viking Direct, www.vikingdirect. You would. You would absolutely you would. So I, I still believe there is a place for catalogs because how do you reach the consumer without that other than just you know ads on ads on a on a website? Difficult, difficult challenge. But mm. um, and you're up against, you know, you're up against all those names we 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 know we know well now who are in the online space. Yeah, yeah. Difficult. But there still has to be this ability to bring products to the market quickly. So some kind of a hybrid online versus catalog model. We used to, there used to be, I mean, I'm talking years ago, but there used to be a Viking Direct, a book called The R Book. And it was a, like a big newspaper. And you'd walk, into, you'd walk into the offices and you'd say, I've got a new product. And they'll say, we'll try it. We'll put it on The R Book. It'll be out next month. Hmm. So, and that, that, and that R Book used to come out. And then you'd know within 10 minutes, once that R Book hit, you'd know whether you have a successful product or not. That was those were the entrepreneurial days. You could you could come up with anything and they'd say, okay, we'll put it in the art book and see if it sells. And then you'd get a call going, Jeff, Jeff, it was like motivational pictures that we talked about the other night, you know? All of a sudden I got motivational pictures in the art book, and then then somebody's ringing me up telling me they're selling. And you go, mm-hmm. and that's and that that in itself actually is an easier route to market than Amazon or on online, because you know, now you are sitting in front of somebody in an office showing them new products. I mean, there is, that, that's, I still think there's room for that. Mm. You know, I'd certainly look at it if it lands on my desk. You know, this is the new items coming out for the office products industry. We've given it up. We've given it up. But what we've, what we've done, I think, wrongly is we've given up, we've given up the, you know, thinking that the catalogue has to be like four, 350 pages thick. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Exertis do a good job on that. Okay. Actually. Mm. There we go. Right. 
Okay, so looking ahead, the future of Stuart Superior, what's uh, what have we got in store in terms of new products or, or new ideas? I'm sure you've always got something. Well, I'm, I'm if I'm, <laughs> I'm going to trade secrets away at the moment, but uh, <laughs> uh, I'm working on something fairly fairly exciting. We um, we see that working with the Chinese is going to get more challenging. Is getting more challenging. Mm. Not going to get. Is getting more challenging. Cost of freight is getting more and more expensive. So somehow we need to relook at that aspect of our business. I mean, it, it will affect everybody. Okay. Um, so we are working now. We've just signed an agreement now to work with a sourcing company in India, uh, which is very exciting. Um, it's all I'm prepared to say. Other than, other than, which is absolutely staggering, the company we're working with, which is a company called Omni Sourcing, um, and we are now we are now their partner in in the UK, Europe, and North America, which I'm again I'm very excited about. Mm. But they import food into South Africa, and they import 250. 40-foot containers of peanut butter a month into <laughs> that's, South Africa. That's, I mean, you that's, just... a, that's an interest. That's the, that's the, that's the interesting fact on this podcast. Do <laughs> <laughs> you look at it? <laughs> Holy smokes. <laughs> I mean, I like peanut butter, but not that much. But what a, what a statistic. What a statistic. So, okay. uh, but anyway, that's, so yeah, so that's, that's anyway, that we're working hard on that right now with, with, I have to say some positive results. And okay. that was one of the topics of, of the, all right. the meetings last so that's week. all about securing supply chains, making sure that supply chains are robust and, and reliable, which they, which they haven't been. Correct. You, yeah. And you need, and you need backup in wherever you're going to bring it from. So we, mm. that's what we've got. We've got the backup. We've got people doing due diligence, quality control and all that. Uh, and, and now uh, it's not as far as China, so it's not as expensive. You know, we know we're so it, it, there's a lot of win-wins in that. So mm. yeah, no, I'm, that's 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 a big thing for Stuart Superior. All right, okay. Well, well good luck with that. And thank you, again, congratulations on winning the Industry Achievement Award. And thank you very much for being on this episode of OPI Talk. I appreciate that. Thank you, Andy. Yeah, no, no, great. I've had, I'll tell you what, it's the end of a great week. <laughs> I'm sure it is. Yeah, great. <laughs> All right. All right, you have to take care. Thanks, yeah, thank Jeff. You take much. care. Bye. Yeah, see you soon. Cheers. Bye. If you have got this far, then thank you for listening to this episode of OPI Talk. Please check out our website, opi.net, for news, interviews, analysis, and much more from the business products world. We've also got a great app that you can download from the App Store or Google Play. Just search for OPI Magazine. And we hope you will join us again soon for another episode of OPI Talk.